If you are pregnant or you've recently had a baby, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Kath Bequee, a physiotherapist working in women's health and mum of three. Inside my online program, Fitness Mama, I just love helping support women to care for their bodies during pregnancy, prepare their bodies for birth and support their after birth recovery, helping them feel confident and strong inside out during this important stage of their lives. In this podcast, join me each week as we dive into all things pregnancy care, childbirth and postnatal recovery, helping you through every step of the journey. It is absolutely possible to feel amazing and confident in our bodies during this motherhood journey, and I want that for you. Come and say hi to me on Instagram, at fitnessmama, and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. I have pre-prolapse. Is it okay for me to still do Pilates? Six weeks postpartum. Now, this was a question actually asked inside my private Facebook group for the members, like people who have joined up for Fitness Mama, which are the online pregnancy and postnatal workouts. And this is such a common question, and it's a great question, important question, I think I wanted to unpack in this podcast. If you have a question you would like me to answer, come and send me a DM on Instagram at fitnessmama. So let's dive into this question. I have a pre-prolapse. Is it okay for me to still do Pilates? So just for a bit of context, this person is six weeks postpartum, so they're early days. And when they saw the physio that told them about this, um, they were only five weeks postpartum. So first of all, let's discuss what a prolapse is, importantly, what a pre-prolapse is. Then we're going to unpack exercising with a prolapse, um, things to do and things to potentially avoid. So first of all, this term pre-prolapse, look, to be honest, it's not something that I've come across a lot of. I think some physios are using this term pre-prolapse to perhaps describe a grade one prolapse. Now, I do just want to quickly go through the definition of prolapse because it has changed. And I think I think it's good this definitions change because if anyone hears the word prolapse, like it's it's not a nice term to use in terms of, terms of some of the imagery that might come to mind or some of the thoughts associated with prolapse. So let's just debunk a few things. A prolapse is essentially the lowering of organs inside our pelvis. So all of our organs in our pelvis, so that's most, mostly we're talking about the bladder here, the uterus and the rectum and the bowel. They all have a degree of movement. There's no organs that are just sort of stuck in your pelvis and don't move. They've all got that flexibility, that connective tissue that connects them to the, the walls of the pelvis and that sort of thing. So once we've had a baby, especially vaginally, like think, everything's been stretched to make way for the baby to come through the birth canal. So it's quite normal to have an, a degree of laxity, like stretch within these, with the movement of the organs inside our pelvis. And it's it's actually so, I guess, normal that they've redefined prolapse. So a degree of movement is no longer considered a prolapse unless it, you've got the symptoms. So to be classified as stage one prolapse, you need to have some sort of symptoms whether or not that's a vaginal lump, bulge, heaviness, a pelvic dragging sensation, 
Sometimes it can be as mild as feeling like there's a tampon still stuck when you don't actually have a tampon inside. So they're the symptoms of prolapse. Um, I do have a, f- a pelvic health checklist, really easy, quick and easy. It's got yes, no questions where if you want more of a thorough pelvic health check, again, it doesn't replace that pelvic floor assessment, but feel free to download it. Totally free of charge. I'll put the link below in case you want a free download, the pelvic health checklist. So let's go back to prolapse. I can probably safely assume all women five weeks postpartum, if you've had a vaginal birth, you've all probably, we've all probably got pre-prolapse. They've all probably got a degree of movement of our organs within our pelvis. Very normal. What's not normal is to have symptoms as well. And that's where that new definition of, I guess, the updated definition of prolapse has become. So for the sender who sent in this question, I don't actually know whether you've got symptoms. So maybe you are symptomatic and maybe you are grade one prolapse or but or perhaps you have no symptoms at all, in which case personally I wouldn't be classifying you as pre-prolapse. And I haven't heard that term used in literature at all. So but maybe that's if you're a physio or you're a specialist in this area, please come and send me some literature if this is a common term that's used pre-prolapse. Okay. So now let's discuss exercising with a prolapse or with a pre-prolapse, as, this, as they talk about here, or a grade one prolapse. So whether or not you're symptomatic or non-symptomatic in any woman six weeks postpartum, because I think for any women in this first zero to six weeks postpartum, we need to modify our exercise to make sure we're supporting our body's recovery. So the main goals here at this stage of postpartum, so zero to six weeks and those few weeks beyond, is that we want to ultimately support our recovery. So what this means is we don't want to push the pelvic floor to the limit. We don't want to put that pelvic floor in excessive stretch. If you think about that elastic band that's stretched during birth, like if you think of your pelvic floor as an elastic band, we want that natural recoil to occur as much as possible. So we don't want to be doing exercises and activities that are continually putting that pelvic floor on stretch. Secondly, we want to start that gentle activation through these muscles that have been stretched as tolerated. So in other, words, in other terms, let's start doing some gentle pelvic floor exercises. Thirdly, let's build up gentle body movement. So building up gradually, walking slowly, building up slowly, building up our whole body foundations. It's not all just about the pelvic floor. Our whole body, I remember giving birth and I felt as weak as a kitten, a whole body. And it was such a foreign feeling because before giving birth, I felt so strong, particularly for my first pregnancy. So to just suddenly overnight feel like everything has changed, it's it's a big thing our bodies go through, childbirth. And we want to build up those whole body foundations in a way that supports the body. So what I mean is, you know, we're now breastfeeding hours a day. You're, you're now sitting for longer. You're probably lifting more and you're doing different activities and probably what you were doing before you had a baby. So we want to work on those postural muscles, movements that will support mum life, <laughs> breastfeeding, all the rest. And then finally, the last goal of this stage of postpartum is to work on our weakest link. So for most women who've had a baby, whether or not it's vaginal or a cesarean birth, abdominal muscle weakness and pelvic floor weakness are the big, like the weakest links here. You know, and these muscles affect so much our posture, our 
potentially reducing risk of back pain, aches and pains, all those sorts of things. So they are important. So what exercises are appropriate for your stage of postpartum? And this is where Fitness Mama is totally appropriate. These All these exercises have been developed by a physio. They've got levels and modifications to suit you, whether or not you've got prolapse, leaking, pain issues. So if you're not a member of Fitness Mama, just I urge you to find something you feel confident with and that you can trust. It's really important we provide our body with the support it needs to recover after having a baby. So let's talk about what to avoid at this stage of postpartum. And I'm talking about more things uh, exercise-based here. So potentially have a prolapse. What to avoid? So we want to do, we don't want to be doing too much too soon. What I mean by that is I, at two weeks postpartum, I'd had a relatively textbook birth. I'd felt good, no symptoms or anything. I'd mostly been around the house. My husband had been home helping out. He then went back to work. Two weeks after having a baby, I decided to meet my friend at the local cafe and I set off for, it wasn't a long walk, it was just up the hill to the local cafe, like 10, 15 minutes, had a coffee. I wanted to time it with a breastfeed. I wanted to be home with, so that I could feed again because I was not confident at all in breastfeeding. On the way home, that, so an hour and a half, Two hours later, stopped to get some milk and bread, popped it under the pram. And on my way home, so I'd been up against gravity for about two hours at this stage. And I'd had no symptoms prior. And I felt walking was easy. Like for me, that was not an issue. But what I started to notice on my way home, literally 50 metres from my front door going down the hill, is I started to feel like I had a ton of bricks sitting on top of my pelvic floor muscles. And I said to my husband, I said, when I got home, I was like, I think, I feel like everything's just falling out of me. And it was a real shocking, like it was a shocking symptom. It was a surprise. It, 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 I wasn't expecting it. Like I'd been feeling so good before that. So what had happened is my pelvic floor, they'd been stretched with birth as all of our pelvic floors are stretched if you've had a vaginal birth. And it's like that elastic band. But with that, all that time spent up against gravity, even though I wasn't walking all that time, it was sitting in a cafe, but I was still up against gravity. And so the weight of my organs and everything pressing on top of my pelvic floor, everything just dropped that little bit lower and suddenly I had those prolapse symptoms. So that's what I mean too much too soon. I, In hindsight, I should have graduated my walking a bit more. You know, five minutes first week, 10 minutes second week. It's everything that I recommend for my members to do. 15 minutes third week. And I don't say five minutes and that's it for the whole day of walking. I mean five-minute bursts of walking. And then you counteract that with horizontal rest. I've got a whole episode on that recovery, boosting your recovery in the first six weeks. I'll link it below in the show notes. Okay, secondly, what to avoid at this stage of postpartum if you've got a prolapse? So we want to avoid strength exercises or any exercises that overburden the weakest link. So what I was saying last time, if we've got everything that's stretched in this first six weeks postpartum, we don't want to be doing, let's say, biceps or an overhead press or something like that that requires you to put the pelvic floor under stress. So any of those exercises that um, cause you to do breath holding or like and bracing, 
probably aren't ideal in these first six weeks in the early stage postpartum. We want to do exercises that you can have that beautiful movement of the pelvic floor um, and beautiful activation of the pelvic floor whilst you're doing exercises. Um, a bit of an analogy here, and I was thinking about this just before I hit record. I recently got a blister. I got a new pair of shoes and I wore these shoes that wasn't a very long time and suddenly I had a blister and it was really sore. So to allow that blister to heal, I needed to give it rest. I tried putting new shoes back on, but as soon as I did it, reopened up the wound and it had to start back at, you know, square, square one, back at zero. So in terms of exercises and pelvic floor and after birth, we don't want to add activities that are going to flare up or overburden our pelvic floor. Or we don't want to add shoes or anything to our blister that's going to reopen the wound. And when we, when I do start wearing new shoes, once the blisters healed a certain degree, I need to build up that slowly. I'm not going to suddenly wear a pair of shoes for a couple of hours. I'm going to perhaps build up with five minutes and wear them in slowly. With extra supports if required, like band-aids. How good's this analogy, ladies? <laughs> so this way the blister will heal whilst I still get to wear my new shoes in gradually over time. So in terms of the pelvic floor and childbirth, we don't want to subject that pelvic floor to exercises that are going to put it on extra strain and stress. We want to gradually build up the exercises, perhaps with support. So that might mean physio support, abdominal supports, pelvic floor supports, pessaries, like that's a topic for another day. But we might need supports like Band-Aids, not actual Band-Aids, but you know what I mean with the analogy. But we want to build up slowly and gradually in a way that's going to support the pelvic floor. So rest assured, ladies, if you're a member inside Fitness Mama or if you want to become a member of Fitness, workouts are not only convenient that you can do easily, five minutes, ten minutes, like the quality workouts from the comfort of your home, but you can also do these exercises if you've got prolapse, pelvic floor issues, aches and pains. And I also work closely with a lot of physios. So a lot of my members, I always encourage them to seek that pelvic floor support and then I get any, any modifications they need. Like they come along to the classes, let me know and I can modify a few classes. Like it's a very, it's not a membership that you join and that's all the workouts, they're there. Like it's very much a, an alive and it's continually changing and adapting. And I should have just said at the start as well, this particular question that came through, like this is general information only. Maybe I did say it at the start, but I haven't assessed your pelvic floor. So this is this is general information and doesn't substitute that one-on-one assessment, diagnosis and treatment. But that's why I also work closely with physios to make sure the member has the right workouts for them. But to be honest, most of the time I've already got the workouts required, so I don't need to modify any more workouts because they're already safe for prolapse and pelvic pain and all the rest. But if I did need to modify workouts, I would definitely add them to the app. Now, finally, I wanted to reassure anyone out there, if you have a prolapse or any pelvic health symptoms, like my goal with my members and clients is that we work together to help you achieve whatever goals you want, whether or not that's running the next marathon or just feeling strong inside out. You know, 
feeling like you're confident enough to go to the beach in your bathers, jump around with your kids in the waves, that sort of thing. So whatever your goals are, I urge you to seek out support you need to help you to achieve your goals. Your body has invested a lot into creating this beautiful baby of yours and now it's a time to reinvest back into your body. And trust me, this is the sort of investment you'll never regret. We've got other pregnancies potentially coming up. We've got menopause on our doorstep. Like it's, there's so many reasons we want to invest back into our body um, with those quality workouts and that postnatal rehab. So there you have it, exercising with a prolapse. Hopefully that's given you some things to consider. Hopefully that's helped to provide you a bit of reassurance that there's a lot that you can do. We just want to make sure it's a trusted source. Um, And if you would like to come and trial Fitness Mama for free, there is a free seven-day trial available. No commitment. Come and give it a go. We've got a beautiful app, pregnancy workouts and postnatal workouts and workouts for life. We've got women who are years down the track. So fitnessmama.com with all the details and the link. That's it, ladies. I will see you very soon for another episode of the Fitness Mama podcast. Thanks for listening to the Fitness Mama podcast brought to you by the Fitness Mama freebies found at www.fitnessmama.com forward slash free. So please take a few seconds to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to take a screenshot of this podcast, upload it to your social media and tag me at fitnessmama so I can give you a shout out too. Until next time, remember an active pregnancy, confident childbirth and strong postnatal recovery is something that you deserve. Remember our disclaimer, materials and contents in this podcast are intended as general information only and shouldn't substitute any medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. I'll see you soon.